Welcome to Bariatric Business Accelerator, the podcast created for busy weight loss practitioners and their teams who want to systematize, simplify, and accelerate their new or established practice growth. So I'm your host, Carol Clark, and when it comes to accelerating your business, I've got a very special guest with us here today, and he is actually helping ease the burden for a variety of practices, both medical and surgical weight loss, and I do believe a few others, but he's going to share with us some tips for how to accelerate your program in sort of a unique way. So I'm honored to have here with me today, Ben Koksai, and he is the co-founder of BESA, which is a communication and management services uh, uh, business, as well as he has a role, just like many of us, as the financial um, director of finance, rather, for Northwest Weight and Wellness Center in Washington State. So he's got sort of a unique perspective for all things bariatric business-wise, and I am going to actually turn it over to him so he can tell you a bit about himself. We've met not too long ago, but I got so excited by his story and how he created BESA and also just about his entire work ethic. It got me so excited. I felt this is really a way for people to accelerate their practice. And I felt like I had to bring it to you. So without further ado, I'm going to ask Ben to just share a little bit about his journey, how he got to where he is today, and a little bit about um, BESA and the services that he offers. So take it away, Ben. And thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Carol. Uh, it's a real pleasure being with you this morning. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, I am originally from Albania, um, currently working, just like you said, as a director of finance for Northwest Weight and Wellness Center, um, a bariatric practice in North Seattle area with 20 years of experience doing bariatric surgery, primarily in their own surgical center. My journey in bariatric started in 2008. Um, I was asked back at that time to help uh, as a consultant with um, a bariatric practice, also in the Seattle area, um, formerly known as Puget Sound Bariatrics, now rebranded as Aviva. And after the initial efforts, um, given my contribution as a consultant, um, I was asked to um, join them as the executive director. And I started that journey in 2010. Um, and it actually was really exciting because I ended up embracing the vision and the mission that often brings together um, the medical professionals and supported staff that work in bariatric practices to take care of bariatric patients. I loved my journey and experience during that time because it gave me a chance to explore all the various aspects of running a bariatric practice um, allowing me to apply my business education uh, received through uh, University of Washington when I completed my Bachelor in Business Administration Finance, as well as my MBA later. Um, I found out throughout this journey that I became very passionate about the work uh, that we were doing, uh, taking care of these patients. And personally, I found that to be very rewarding, knowing that every day I would give my contribution to help improve and transform and, you know, oftentimes save these patients' lives. Um, and that was something that um, was very exciting. And um, I always uh, looked forward to go to work every day. At some point during this journey, um, 
we were experiencing some difficulties with call centers we were utilizing at that time. And I thought I could provide the service in-house. Um, after giving it a try and doing the cost analysis, quickly realized it was too expensive. And I started thinking outside the box. And in one of the uh, yearly summer trips to my beautiful hometown, Škoder in Albania, northern part of Albania, 30 miles from uh, Montenegro, I discussed this idea with one of my best friends from college. Her name is Alma Puka, who is now my business partner. And her initial reaction was she was excited about the idea and there was opportunity to utilize workforce in our hometown. So that resulted in her coming to Seattle and spending three weeks and learning all aspects <clears throat> of the bariatric practice, um, uh, who the patients are, what the expectations are. And that is how BESA came into existence um, initially. And after trial of various aspects of the practice, uh, it evolved in the service lines that we are providing today for our clients across the country. Wow. So having an entrepreneurial heart myself and loving consulting, I um, I get excited about that whole prospect of you going back to Albania and taking that leap sort of with a, a high school friend. So someone you know, like and trust, of course, and um, and then joining forces to, to do something uh, to provide a great service. And um, like you, I have that same passion for the patients. I just love uh, every aspect of it. So tell me a little bit about what exactly BESA is and does and how it's um, kind of come to where it is today from back then. Absolutely. So um, what BESA is primarily focusing on doing today is providing um, insurance verifications and pre-authorizations exclusively for bariatric services. Mm -hmm. um, this is a service that we have now been um, providing for our clients uh, for over seven years. And um, it uh, has really evolved into this particular niche after um, we tried different aspects um, of the front desk duties and um, other areas of the back office we came to the conclusion that this was an area that many practices around the country were struggling with mm -hmm. um, and we wanted to be able to focus on this area specifically because we understand the importance of getting this part of um, the back office function done um, and done in a right way um, so it includes um, any of the verifications prior to surgery, uh, pre-authorization services, not just for the surgery, but a lot of the supporting function functions around bariatric surgery, whether it's sleep apnea, um, nutrition, psychotherapy, or any other needs that the practices may have. And the uniqueness of BESA is that um, this is not the typical outsourcing company. We partner with the client we sit down with them, we um, understand what their needs are, and we customize our services to the needs that they have. And so the BESA staff becomes part of their team working exclusively for that client and not for anyone else, um, reporting, um, communicating on a daily basis, and 
making sure that the client's needs and expectations are met and um, exceeded on, on a regular basis. Right, which is actually uh, pretty unique because it's almost like adding a full or part-time FDE to your team uh, without having all the sometimes headaches that goes along with it. <laughs> that is exactly the, um, the purpose and the vision uh, that we um, have with BESA. Um, basically, helping practices to reduce their payroll cost, which we know is one of the largest costs for um, medical practices, and um, being able to do so in a way that it doesn't actually cost them in the quality of the service um, and the outcome of the work that is being done. Mm -hmm. One of the other things you and I talked about, which can sometimes be a stumbling block for anyone here in the US who's thinking about outsourcing any services, is how how the practice actually makes payment for their FTE or for the person that's working for them. So can you talk just a little bit about how you manage that? Um, our way of doing things is to make things as simple as possible, as straightforward as possible, and as efficient as possible. Mm -hmm. So um, BESA is actually a registered entity in the United States, incorporated uh, in the state of Wyoming. Um, mm -hmm. It has a, a business uh, checking account with Chase Bank, and the payments can easily be made uh, via ACH, um, by, by mailing a check, wire, you know, all the various options that are available. Um, and our goal is to certainly make this as um, simple and as easy as possible for our clients. Right, right. Which is, so I'm, I'm basically just like I'm working with within the U.S. system, which is what so many of us are so used to. So um, that does, uh, for some people, that can be a barrier to, to you know, to outsourcing sometimes. Um, so it's nice that you take that guesswork out of it. Yes. Um, can you talk, I mean, we're both in the bariatric surgery field, the bariatric medical field, all that sort of thing. Talk a little bit about some of the outcomes from your patients in terms of improving perhaps the uh, initial lead to conversion to surgery and how you play a part in that and what you've seen with the practices that you do work with. Absolutely. So as we both know, it takes a while for our bariatric patients to get to the point where, you know, they make the decision to pursue bariatric surgery. And when they do, they are ready to go. Mm -hmm. um, and as a result of that, um, when they inquire with the practice about the insurance verification, it is very important for that practice to get back to those patients in a timely manner. Mm -hmm. I've worked with a number of practices around the country um, doing consulting just like you. I certainly have over 16 years of experience uh, working um, in running a bariatric practice. Uh, definitely loving my time right now at Northwest Weight and Wellness, working with the team and helping to improve a lot of these processes. So a lot of this stuff is actually very um, uh, fresh and, and something that I deal with daily Mm -hmm. And one of the things that uh, helps me connect with a lot of our clients on the on the BESA side of things is because I can fully relate to what 
pains they're experiencing, what challenges they're experiencing, because mm -hmm. I'm one of them at the end of the day. And so one of the things that I always will um, emphasize is the importance of getting back to the patients um, in a quick, timely manner when they submit an inquiry for those verifications. Because we always, we always have to keep in mind that they may be inquiring with other practices at the same time that they submitted a, an inquiry with you know, um, um, the practices we're working with. So our goal is to be able to get these verifications done uh, quickly, timely, accurately, and get mm -hmm. back to the patients within uh, 24 to 48 hours is the ideal time frame. Uh, communicate to them great news. We have verified you have benefits. Let's now schedule you uh, with a surgeon for a surgical consult. Or if we confirm that they don't have the benefits, being able to work with them and, and uh, explore options for them to potentially convert to a self-pay patient and pursue surgery that route. Right. Right. Yeah, that's so important. I know I spent a lot of time helping practices develop their self-pay program. And a lot of times they are willing to make that transition or, you know, if they don't have the benefit or if their benefit requires so many hoops to jump through, um, as you probably see all the time too. Um, and, and when it comes to the self-pay price um, mm -hmm. uh, and the self-pay option, it's also very important how that is messaged to the patients. Because if the message is, um, so sorry, you don't have benefits, here's our self-pay price, and then it's this you know huge big number, of course, it is going to be scary to a patient who was hoping they have bariatric benefits and they could have the surgery done through their insurance. Um, so the ability to take the time and break down this is what the price will be, but we have options that we can work, maybe, you know, make monthly payments, maybe apply for care credit or other platforms that offer financing. Maybe they have some financing available, you know, at a practice, we're actually working with them to figure out like, what is their current financial um, situation yeah. and how we can put together a plan that they can get their surgery, maybe paid by the time that it's two weeks before the pre-op diet is starting. Mm -hmm. And when you do it that way, um, you are giving the message to your patient that, hey, you know, um, there may be some options available and these guys are willing to work with me. Um, right. And how do you keep your, oh, I'm sorry. How do you keep your team up to date on all the changes that go on with all the insurance, the payers in terms of requirements before surgery? How does that all, we, we didn't really talk about that, but I was just curious as a. Um, this, as is a this is an area that actually BESA does a really good job when mm -hmm. the benefits are being verified in ensuring that all the information that is being provided and all the notes and the details that are being put in the practice management software that the practice is utilizing mm -hmm. uh, reflect any of these potential changes. Um, after doing this for you know seven plus years, one of the things we have come to identify is that insurance companies are always making changes. They're also changing their staff and you know whoever people that they're working with. Right. And oftentimes right. when you are on the phone with a rep that maybe is new or being trained and they don't always know all the accurate information, um, you know, because after doing it for so long, a particular employer or a particular prefix on a particular plan 
uh, you know that they have the bariatric benefits. And if that rep is essentially telling you um, there's an exclusion in the plan, you, you, you challenge that, you ask to speak to a supervisor and you make sure that you get the correct information. And this is another important part that the team at BESA is trained on. It's not just like a boring job where you get on the phone and sit for an hour or two or 30 minutes or whatever it is and get this information and put it somewhere. They actually are fully trained in understanding how crucial their role is in making sure that the information they obtain is accurate because mm -hmm. based on that information, the practice is going to move ahead with the decision to perform surgery on the patient. And this is an expensive surgery that you don't want to find out later afterwards that the patient didn't actually have the benefit and the information accurate. So their role is so important in making sure that an expensive surgery gets paid. And um, that, that is one area that we work um, daily with our team and, and making sure that information is always accurate. Right, right. And for your team that's over there, if, if I have someone working for my practice, it doesn't really matter how many how many insurance verifications or authorizations or how many I have them doing. They're just kind of working on whatever I, whatever they have in front of them. Is that right? There's no limit? Yes. So the beauty of how we have things set up as we chatted earlier about the BASA staff member becoming a member of the practice they're working with mm -hmm. um, every day they're showing up for work um, good morning how's everybody doing today you know doing the morning hustle and um, um, then talking about like what's the plan for today okay you know we have 15 patients 30 patients 10 patients um, and then we go through those patients usually those are prioritized uh, by when the inquiry came in. So if things weren't done the day before, usually get through those patients first, and then mm -hmm. you continue to get through the list as quickly as possible. Um, oftentimes the practices will ask, well, how many insurance verifications can you do in a day? And the answer to that is it depends what your pair mix is. If you have a lot of Blue Cross Blue Shield, it ends up being less patients on a day because they have a much longer hold time to get a hold of a rep. Um, but if it's a, um, a different mix, then the number of insurance verifications could be doubled. <clears throat> sure. So um, all of those are part of, you know, the workflow and the process that we're working with and communicating on regular basis with the practice uh, manager and administrator and supervisor, whoever they designate to work with our team in making sure that these goals are being actually um, hit and exceeded on a daily basis. Sure. That's, and how do you deal with the time difference? Is there? You know, um, curious. <laughs> it is a nine hour difference here on the West Coast, which is, you know, a little bit of the hardest. Um, we have um, the majority of our clients on the East Coast and um, um, Central Time. Mm -hmm. uh, East Coast is six hours, so it's much better, actually, not bad at all. Um, and uh, Central Zone, you know, seven hours. 
But to answer your question, our staff is actually working the business hours that the practice is open um, because they are part of that team. And mm -hmm. so um, usually it ends up being a second shift locally for them um, in, in Albania. Okay. And um, that's not a problem at all. Um, right. At least he's not working, you know, the night shift, which could be a little harder and people may not be as productive as we would like them to be. <laughs> right, right. It makes it easier in that regard. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, so great. So I was wondering, because you're, um, you're in the throes, um, like all of us, what do you... I'm always curious about different um, people's views about, you know, things are changing so rapidly in healthcare. Things are changing so rapidly in terms of reimbursement and all that. Do you, do you find, what would, what do you think are some of the trends that you're seeing that um, weight loss practitioners need to be aware of? That's a, that's a great question. And one that we're always wrestling with and trying to figure out and trying to predict you predict what the future is going to look like trying to stay um, ahead of the curve huh yes absolutely um and boy do, don't we all wish we had a crystal ball um but there's always you know uh surprises as as it is with everything else in in life mm -hmm. um i um personally you know over the years that i've been part of um uh, this field um, I've always come to uh, see and realize how, how huge the need is for the services that we provide. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously with obesity um, being on the rise um, and continuing to be um, a terrible disease that impacts so many um, of all of us, you know, so many of our patients, I mean, we all can um, witness and testify how many um, uh, people around us are impacted by this. We know that this is a service that is going to be needed um, and we're going to need to continue to provide for our patients. Um, <clears throat> I remember when I first started that how challenging it was working with insurance companies because a lot of them were considering one of you know the um, most well-known procedures today, the uh, sleep gastrectomy investigational, and there was very little coverage. Um, over time, the ASMBS has really continued to work and try to you know, get as much coverage as possible and exposure as possible. In fact, I, I sit in the insurance uh, committee at um, ASMBS, and we have conversations on a regular basis about how we can make things easier and working you know with with the various payers when it comes to payers it's always a challenge because they're always looking to cut cost um, which impacts the providers and and the centers that are providing the service um, so it is a delicate balance and one that is always changing but one of the things that i find exciting is um, more and more data coming out um, supporting the um, um, thesis that when bariatric patients have the surgery and then go through these major life transformation, um, they become different people. They gain a lot more energy and excitement and the work productivity goes up 
And so when you think about that, uh, since this is a benefit that is primarily uh, offered by uh, employers to their employees, this is something that it's appealing and, and more and more employers are starting to consider it as an option for their um, patients. And I'm finding that there's a lot of third-party groups who are trying or working to connect directly with employers and to um, create these opportunities that maybe they don't want to go through the major insurance companies um, to create small networks of providers and be able to make the surgery accessible for them. Right. Do you find that more common with those that are, you know, self-insured, large companies that are self-insured yes. because they have more of a choice and they obviously, and they, um, you know, as a, if you can save them money, of course, as a self-insured corporation, it's a win-win for everybody. Absolutely. And when, when you are a self-insured employer and, and, and you have employees who are impacted by, by the disease, um, you, you, you can think about all the cost, uh, the, the cost that you're incurring, paying for the benefits of that employee uh, mm -hmm. with all the um, chronic illnesses uh, that they're experiencing as, as a result of uh, the disease. And obviously I'm not a clinical guy, but we can talk about sleep apnea, we can talk about hypertension, hyperlipidemia, type two diabetes, one of some of the most common ones. But then over time, the body is gonna wear out and you're gonna end up having to need, you know, um, um, a, a knee replacement or some orthopedic surgery or, you know, some major surgery that when you think about it, it all ends up costing a lot more money in the long run. And I've always been a big believer on, you know, obviously this is not just about the money, although it's a big factor and, and a big part of it, but at the same time, being able to help people to fight the disease and to um, manage it in the long run is, um, is, is what the primary focus needs to be. And then it's gonna impact things in a positive way on all these other areas not just the, their lives at the office or you know where the work environment where they are but at home and everywhere else and one of the things that i've come to also understand is that this is not something that you can win with just a surgery <clears throat> obviously uh, one of the surgeons I, I worked with used to say surgery is the easiest part is the most expensive one but is the easiest one yeah. you know 45 minutes in the OR and you're done and you're good to go. The yep. most challenging part comes after the surgery because the natural tendency is for us to go back where we were again. And so we don't, get, we don't beat this disease with just having one surgery. We beat it by being able to continue working with our patients and helping them to keep their goals and work towards, you know, their long-term goals, uh, yeah. being plugged in in a medical weight loss program, or you know, working with a dietitian, or working mm -hmm. with whoever, you know, everybody's situation is different, and um, having those options for them, um, and that, uh, you know, support groups where they can come together and they can discuss these challenges. Those are all part of the long-term success, and why. Uh, bariatric practices are going to need to stick around um, 
because sadly and unfortunately, you know, I wish like with general surgery, you, you can do surgery on the patient. They show up for a post-op, everything looks good. You don't need to see them again until they have another problem. Yeah. Right. Which just reinforces that whole need for a comprehensive program versus just surgery. You can't just do the one and done. It just doesn't work that way. I totally get that. Um, I know we're getting short on time, but I do want to, since we work with patients all the time, we're always trying to promote health. I'm always, you know, sometimes as busy clinicians or uh, people in the fields, we can put ourselves last, but we always have to focus too on our own health. And I always ask every guest if you have any sort of a uh, personal habit that you have to help protect uh, your health, whether it be mental, physical, or otherwise. Uh, if you have something to share about that too, because we like to focus uh, on, you know, improving ourselves all the time as well. Absolutely. I, I think uh, both physical health and mental health are, are very important. And, um, and I'm someone who has, you know, at some point um, struggled with um, uh, weight um, in the early years when I when I came to the United States and coming from um, a country where things were very different, um, I quickly found myself in trouble gaining a lot of weight. Um, and so I've actually um, been very blessed being part of bariatric practice and learning everything that I've learned over the years and mm -hmm. having um, the professionals that um, we employ in the bariatric practice to take care of our patients to be able to um, utilize their knowledge and, and experience and advice. And so I've completely changed my lifestyle in how I eat and what I eat and uh, getting in a much healthier way, taking mm -hmm. care of myself. Um, it's very important, especially um, when, when it comes to um, all the various options that are out there and how easy it is to, to gain weight. And um, that's something that we all wrestle and challenge, um, um, are challenged by. For sure. um, my, my wife is a wonderful cook. She's also from Albania and she cooks everything from scratch. And I am very blessed in that regard because um, several years ago, she also became, became very health conscious. And so she's been um, helping greatly in, in that regard. Um, so um, we have three uh, boys, ages 15, 13, and 11, and um, and it's made a big difference for them as well and, and, and for their health, and, and we're just very blessed in, in that regard. Mm -hmm. So really avoiding all those processed foods that are out there and um... we've seen a big we've seen a big difference. We've seen mm -hmm. a big difference. Um, right. Since we since we made that that major change, now um, one of the things that I did for my boys, I built a sports court in our backyard, and so um, plugging them in, playing different sports, you know, basketball, volleyball, pickleball, um, you know, or anything else that they're interested. Obviously, growing in in Albania and, and soccer being very popular in Europe, that's my game. So I I play that once or twice a week. So yeah. that also helps um, yeah. as well. I'm sure they give you a run for your money. <laughs> oh boy, I'm very competitive. Um, right. and, and in fact, you know, my, my journey started uh, in 1999. It took me six times to um, get my first US visa. During that time, um, the US embassy in Albania was closed due to the war in Kosovo. And I ended up having to go 
six different times between Skopje, Macedonia, Istanbul, and Ankara until I finally uh, was able to get my first visa to come um, here as a student, which is how my journey started. And <clears throat> I'm someone who is very determined to reach my goal and mm -hmm. I will not give up easily. <clears throat> In fact, 2011, this habit served me really well negotiating the first multi-million dollar agreement with one of the local insurance companies in the Seattle area for Boeing employees. Um, and um, from that point on, um, I've always um, utilized uh, this mindset in uh, being able to reach goals and, and targets that I've set for myself working with um, my um, bariatric practices I've been part of. Um, to be able to deliver results. Right. Well, that's um, we're so glad you're you were persevered you persevered and your visa and everything came through because look at what you've accomplished. That's really um, awesome. I was wondering if you could at least at now at this point, um, I could ask you many more questions, but we're on a time um, limit. But share some information about how people can reach out to you and Besa if there was a level of interest. Absolutely. So the last thing I want to say, um, uh, just in case people wonder, um, the word Besa in Albanian language means pledge of honor, which is um, an Albanian culture precept, usually translated as faith or um, oath, that means to keep the promise and your word of honor. My business partner, Alma, and I care greatly about the services that we provide the clients that we serve and the employees um, that um, we employ to provide such a service. And our goal is to keep our promise, just like Besa's meaning indicates. We, um, we truly strive to positively impact the practices we work with um, by helping them reduce their payroll costs, which is the largest cost, and increase the efficiency in getting the work done in a timely manner, mm -hmm. in a systematic and organized way, um, ensuring that nothing falls through the cracks. That's our promise and that's our commitment and that's what we are always uh, very excited to be able to do for these practices. We're also sensitive to the fact that um, people have jobs and. Our goal is not to come in into a practice and take anyone's jobs. If things are working for the practices with the current workforce that they have in place, we're more than happy to hear that. Um, if they are struggling to find people or to retain staff long-term, our vision and, and, and partnership is a long-term one, and that's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. um, the, the easiest way to get a hold of us is um, to go to our website, uh, besacms.com, and um, you can send an email to info at besacms.com. You can email myself, uh, B-K-O-C-A-J, at besacms.com. Um, and um, um, that usually will get an immediate response to anybody who's interested in our services. Right. I respect and um, appreciate your integrity so much because you know how it is as practice owners. Sometimes sometimes you feel like, who do you trust? You know what I mean? <laughs> it can be like, uh, and sometimes you just, you just don't know what you don't know. And so you end up 
um, in a situation where I'm like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? So to um, to get to work and meet and talk with people who, who do have integrity and have a great reputation is, is so important to me. Uh, so I appreciate that about you and Besa as well. Likewise, Carol, and that is uh, one, one of the core values and something we work um, really hard every day, and it's very important to us, um, being able to establish that level of trust with the practices and grow it over time is mm -hmm. one of our number one goals. Um, and again, we're, we're very much the mindset of looking for long-term relationships, which are you know, clearly gonna work only if you do the work that you promise you're gonna do. Um, and, and build on, on that trust. So in a nutshell, we like to um, under-promise and over-deliver. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and really our focus, you know, we, we, we're, not, we're not necessarily building a business, we're actually building people who mm -hmm. can then build the business for us. Right, right. Well, I love that. I love our conversation. Thank you for um, getting up extra early today, since we're on the opposite ends of the, the coast here. And uh, we'll have all the links uh, for your everything down below in the notes and also um, on the presentation, you'll see it. So everybody, uh, I just want to say thank you so much, Ben, for your time. And uh, I hope everyone has a wonderful day out there doing everything you do for all the uh, patients. I know we only, what do they say, 1% of the people who meet criteria for weight loss surgery um, actually have weight loss surgery. So there are so many people out there that need assistance. And uh, as you know, it's so worthwhile to see the transformation. So any Absolutely. other thoughts? I, I wholeheartedly agree with your last statement. Um, there's a lot of people who need our services and um, we are um, really in a, in, a, in a great position to be able to help all of these folks who, uh, who need our help. And that is one of the things that makes it so exciting every day for me to wake up in the morning and go to work, knowing that I'm doing something that is going to contribute towards that. Um, I really appreciate this opportunity. Um, I've... Uh, really enjoyed getting to um, know you and the work that you're doing for your clients. Um, it's always fun and exciting to meet like-minded people um, and being able to join forces together uh, so that we can make a difference uh, with, with what we do. So thank you so much for having me and uh, giving me a chance to share my story. Our pleasure, our pleasure. And thanks again. And everybody, if you uh, wanted to reach out to Ben, the information is here for you. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, I highly recommend that you do. So click subscribe and we come out with a new episode every week. So at any rate, I hope you guys all have a good day. Thanks again, Ben. Thank you, Carol. Have a great day as well. Okay, take care, everybody.